0: So you cut your hair first and foremost
1: (laughs) Yes The hair has been cut yes
0: How long has it been since you Cut your hair
1: Uh shit Bro I haven't cut my hair since I think it was It was like It was over It was like over Christmas break When I in school I think it was like twenty eighteen. Oh not twenty eighteen, um like two thousand eight or some shit like that, two thousand nine or something like that. Yeah, it's been I've not cut my hair since then. Wow. Like, yeah.
0: How's it feel?
1: Uh learning learn how to brush your hair again is very strange. <laughs> I some things like I I mean, I grew up obviously washing my hair and I um from I didn't grow long hair i didn't start growing long hair out until the i had like a i had like a mini afro in the eighth grade but that was only because i was trying to grow it out to eventually like get cornrows. and so Mm -hmm. the ninth grade basically all through high school i basically alternated through cornrows and plaits and then in college i locked it up after freshman year, um, I think I locked it up, like, um, I locked it up sometime in freshman uh I locked it up sophomore year, and I had locks for, like, a year and a half. And, um, actually, no, I well, yeah, I had locks for, like, a year and a half, but... I didn't take care of them at all. Like I I did not take care of them. They're hard to take care of, man. They're not if you're not lazy, but like basically I knew girls in Morgantown that could take care of my shit. Like Mm -hmm. I just I just like was lazy and like never got my shit like taken care of. Like I like I only retwisted them like a handful of times and you like when you're like, when you're growing your hair out, like, you should really actually be getting it done, like, every two weeks, in the honesty. And, bro, like, I went so long in between getting those locks taken care of. And, <laughs> and, like, 2008 or 2009, like, I just, like, cut them off. I, I did the baldy a little bit.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: and then, like, I just, like, grew it out. And I had, I, like, Afro for, like, forever. And then I just, like, I I was really... This, like, last, like, um, last, like, two weeks, I was like really wanting to cut it. And this is actually the first time, like, i had actually been wanting to cut it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did it myself. So it's, uh, oh, um, really, yeah. Um, that'd
0: be fun. I- I've never cut my hair by myself. Oh, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. Like, <laughs> I,
1: I, the funny thing is, like, I didn't. I didn't even realize, like, I had to actually cut my hair with, my hair was so dense, I first had to cut it with scissors, and then I had to actually, you know, uh, I got it cut low enough that I could, like, actually do the clippers. Um, I mean, it's cutting your hair for yourself shit, like, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, I tell you that much. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it was, I mean, it's hard, like, I mean, I only did it once and, um, I didn't cut it too low because I kinda wanted something to at least um build on, I guess. Right. Um and yeah. So I'm gonna I'm probably gonna try to trim it again. I'm supposed to I was gonna meet some people for like um for like dinner this week, but where they wanna go, it's like super packed. So I'm probably gonna be out. I'm probably not gonna do it, but If I do decide to I'm probably going to touch my shit up again, like Wednesday or whatever. But yeah, man, I I haven't, I haven't touched my skull like this in like a fucking decade. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Wow.
0: Um, I've grown my hair out twice. Uh, Once was in high school and I grew it out like up until my senior year. Cause I, I was just trying to get Iverson braids. And then there's like only one, the beauty shop. My dad took me to in Winchester, they could do straight back really well, but anything else forget about it. Um, so eventually, <laughs> Oh, Oh, and then in the
1: prison you had to get the prison joints.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then there was a bad, um, uh, relaxing job done by my father where he actually burned my scalp. Oh, he, he straightened. He tried to straighten your shit. I, I tried to straighten my shit and it wasn't long enough. And my hair looked ridiculous. It braided great, but uh, aside from that, it was an absolute um, problem uh, for everything else. So yeah that that was <laughs> uh, yeah. that was my hair experience. And I grew it out once in like 2004. Got it braided once, and then I was like, oh fuck this, I'm tired of it. And ever since then, I, I've just rocked the short hair.
1: Because I think the first time I I the first time I were ever... Like, met you, I think you did have the... Did you have braids in, like, 05?
0: Oh, wow. Very early 05. Yes, I did have braids. I remember that. Wow. <laughs> you've seen it.
1: You've seen it. Yeah, I remember... Bro, Morgantown... That's the thing about Morgantown, you Morgantown is not big at all. Like, when you run into mm-hmm. Black... When you run into black people, you're going to remember that shit, man. It's like, there's no way you're not going to remember those encounters. And actually, I guess that's kind of what I was alluding to, like, as far as like maintaining my hair. Like, I I knew like there were girls that were like a little bit younger than me, like, they were like the class below me that could do hair or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was legit, it was legit like two girls, like, two girls that could like do hair. And it was like I just kind of had no motivation to keep that shit going, man. Yeah. Uh, so it's I I legit couldn't even imagine trying to go my shit out if I was like from West Virginia, like especially like in high school, where like like especially like early two thousands when like like it was like like if you lived in like a city, yeah, like it was no problem. But if you lived in like West Virginia or like rural PA or like Ohio, like rural Ohio, like I know that shit was a struggle, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was really rough. Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, i Nation. I am your host, Kellen Conley. That's right. We back, baby. And uh, tonight, all the way from Texas, the reddest of the reddest, I have my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson with me. What up, though, Marcus?
1: I think Florida is still the reddest of the reddest states, but Texas is right, right there
0: i hear you i hear you that's that's fine yeah man but but how are how are you man uh i'm i'm okay i chopped off
1: my hair but i was thinking how the decision to chop off my hair versus a lot of stress coming may have seemingly like coalesced but i wanted to cut my hair off before that so um But other than that, man, I'm still trying to maintain. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Can't complain too much. Missing. I'm sad that summer and spring is, well, summer is on its way out. And fall is arriving here in West Virginia. And there's leaves. And spent uh, Saturday cutting down branches. And spent Sunday cutting up the branches and bagging them up. And fall tings, you know, like things like that. But I really can't complain. Things are good right now.
1: I mean, driving on the highway in West Virginia when the fall comes, pretty beautiful. At least you have that, man. Like, like we just have hot and rain like lately. So, um, when y'all when y'all get into the 60s, like we're still in the 80s over here. So right. it's it's big trash. It's big
0: trash. I got you. No, I completely understand. Uh, but I, I I just gotta move is what what it really comes down to. I need to move. And I need to be somewhere warm. It's in the plans, but it's not in the plans for a long time, especially now with this whole thing called a global pandemic. But eventually, I'll be leaving West Virginia, but not anytime soon. So y'all better enjoy me while I'm still here. I
1: mean, if you're the warmest other than California, the warmer places you're going to move to are going to be all red states, man. So I don't know if you're ready for that lifestyle, man. West Virginia is a red state. Mm-hmm. It's... I would say, well, Morgantown's kind of a fluke. Like, Morgantown, you don't really get a true sense of how red West Virginia is. Like, it's not until, like, when you go, like, past Fairmont. Well, I guess you kind of grew up in it, so you would yeah. kind of know better than I would. But, yeah, man, like, it's, I mean. I grew you know, up in
0: red for sure. Um, I, I There was nothing around me that said it wasn't a red uh, county over in Hampshire County where I grew up. Um, my, my mom was always a Democrat though, cause she, she voted for Clinton. Well, at least that I n- knew when I was old enough to know, I mean, she voted for Clinton. She didn't vote for Bush. So she voted for Gore. And then I would assume, uh, I know she voted for Obama and stuff like that, but we were definitely in a Ray County. And then uh, in 2003, I moved to Mon County, which of course is more of a blue County, but of course, none of the counties were blue in 2016. And I kind of expect more of yeah. the same.
1: Yeah man. I remember like years ago when I was in college like I was kind of getting into it like um like a political conversation with some people that were from West Virginia mm-hmm. and this was like I'm pretty sure this was like 2 years after Barack got elected and they're were, they're were kind of saying oh you know, Washington is very liberal. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I was really? like, really? Uh... Because there's only like, there's only three, even in like Obama's election year, there was only three blue counties. It was Mon County because WVU was there, it was the county where um, Davis and Elkins is, and it's the county where Marshall is. So, and, and, I mean, you can kind of just kind of like gather that the reason those counters are blue, a lot of people tend to believe, you know, people on higher ed, they're more like left leaning, which is kind of true. But I mean, there's like a lot of right leaning people in academia that a lot of people don't really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still have like even in uh W V E like in Morgantown, like you still had kids from um New York and Jersey and Maryland in dc and um like even pittsburgh like coming to the town and so i mean i guess you have people from those cities it has like a higher propensity potentially for leaning left or whatever but yeah man what's Virginia is what's Virginia is definitely a red state um from from your perspective there do you i i i'll be quite honest i don't have any hope for this election like, like no i we expect the reelection of Donald Trump? How? Just from your sense of being in Morgantown, like, and just West Virginia in general, like,
0: how do you think they're leaning with that? Um, it, it it's it's Trump's state to lose essentially. Like, it's not as blatant here in Morgantown, but as soon as you really get away from the air quotes city and start getting into the the rural parts that's when you start seeing the trump signs and then the the maga hats are rampant i see them all the time at work and things like that and th- this man's fan base is just unstoppable and i don't care what anyone tells me th- I, there's definitely going to be another inauguration of donald here in january unfortunately and it makes yeah. me real sad <laughs> Yeah man. But uh, speaking of things that make you sad Star Wars. Oh man. <laughs> you hit me. You hit me with the we should do this again sometime segue right there. That was that was quality material. I had to, man. I had to. Oh man. Uh which I'm gonna be on here in October. So uh get your uh get that in your date books for me so that you can hear me talk on their show.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, three three Mondays from now. I
0: think. Yep. Yeah. You, you can you can hear me do the thing, um, uh, outside of me talking about Kevin Smith on Random from a deleted scenes episode. So, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it'll be fun.
0: I shouldn't know. I mean, I shouldn't known you're recording that because you're like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm like, D- okay, really. Yeah, um, Every, I can't be I- mad though. Hey man. I, I've kind
1: of learned like as soon as you soon as like, on the call, everything's recorded. So everything's material. Unless yep. it's like explicitly stated, don't record.
0: Not record this. Leave us yep. out. Yeah, yep. you're you're a hundred percent correct. So a few episodes back, it was like in the nineties, I believe, Marcus and I did an episode called Hot Ass Takes. And so I came to Marcus tonight or a couple days ago, and I was like, Marcus. We need to do another hot-ass takes episode. Um, Are you down for that? And he's like, well, we could do that. But um, how how did we even get to Star Wars? You remember?
1: Uh, They were, oh, because... You told me that Regal is looking to release free release Empire. Empire Strikes Back uh, for the fortieth anniversary. The fortieth anniversary passed in June, but they're just doing it, you know, for the money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> total money grab. Yeah, total money grab. which which is understandable. Um, but because no one's going to movies, ask um, ask uh the director of Tenet. Uh, no one is going to see movies right now, so. Um. Yeah, uh, I was like, this is almost good enough to get me back into the movie theater, um, but not quite. And then you were like, well, how, what are your opinions on Star Wars or doing a, a 40th retrospective on Empire? And I was like, well, I'm totally down for that. Um, and then you're like, what if we combine the two? I was like, combine hot takes along with Star Wars? Um, hell yes. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, man. advice or whatever it's like comics conventions and cosplay or whatever it's like ladies
1: night or whatever it's like wrestling or whatever it's like parenting or whatever it's like anime or
0: whatever it's like spiritual warfare or whatever it's like Great friends, awesome
1: people coming around doing what we do best. Or whatever. You should watch, listen and follow or whatever.
0: It's like a podcast or whatever. I've I've had it down since a few weeks after quarantine started a few weeks after I rewatched the rise of Skywalker after it Disney plus that I was going to finally come on here and talk about this movie and about the sequel trilogy as a whole. And I, I I jotted down some things. I I do have a few hot takes, but I don't know how hot they are, but Marcus, uh, where do you want me to start or where do you want to start?
1: Well, I think we the I think the obvious place to start is the most recent of films. So um, I know because you told me when I initially wrote about uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, when I wrote about it, I guess I think the following week after I first watched it, when it first came out, um, I wrote you know very a lot of telling things about the movie and you commented that you were kind of afraid that that's what happened, but I don't think I've ever really heard you talk about your feelings about the rise of Skywalker. So I want like, we should kind of start it to where, um, I guess your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker and just like your overall just thoughts on the third trilogy.
0: Before I do say this, I, uh, Want to just let y'all know this show is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Market Town, West Virginia (laughs) based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And also, Mark Robb, written by my semi regular co host right here, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson, where he sometimes writes prolific paragraphs about all kinds of pop culture, race, movies, you name it. He's probably dropped something on it. That's uh the markrob.wordpress.com. Again, that's the marcro I was uh re-listening to our Iron Man episode because I really listened to the what, the Black Panther one and I just went to our next episode together and it was Iron Man. We barely talked about Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Avengers talk and then there's some Batman talk on the back end. But very little about Iron Man. But I guess I've stalled enough. I I didn't like The Rise of Skywalker. I watched in the theater, felt extremely good coming out of it because I just watched a Star Wars movie. Immediately the euphoria washed away. Shout out to Zendaya. <laughs> and then I was just kind of like, did I like that movie or not? i I don't know what did I just watch, Bro, and I was very confused by it. that happened to me too. like because
1: the even we know the the biggest turn. And I mean, this is almost a year after. So, if you want to not be spoiled for The Rise of Skywalker, skip the next uh, twenty seconds. But even in the biggest turn, of the oh, movie, there's gonna
0: be more more spoilers than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Probably just skip this episode if you're waiting to watch The Rise of Skywalker in 2020.
1: Basically. So I, I like vividly remember when I watched The Rise of Skywalker, and the turn came. When Ray was a papal teen and I literally rolled my eyes like <sighs> the very first time I watched, I rolled my eyes. I was like so disappointed, and throughout like the rest of the movies, basically like just action. And so when the movie ended, I was I was happy, and then I was thinking about what I actually watched, and then I became immediately like bro this movie was legit just an overblown action movie like it was nothing more than that and especially coming off the last Jedi which uh I'm gonna uh kind of telegraph that's a big hot take I'm gonna bring up in a little bit but mm-hmm. like coming like thinking about the last Jedi and then just thinking about rise of Skywalker like it was so day and night that I was massively disappointed like after kind of like just watching it and being like I was satisfied within the sense of the action was cool uh we saw like Daisy and Adam make out or well, I guess uh,
0: people saying this night real they didn't why kiss. why did why did that why did we need that why uh, why <laughs> why no all right no no all right so <laughs> dog dog so the whole thing that made lo- the last jedi work between kylo and ray was the points leading up into the battle in the red room where snoke got murdered by kylo yeah and the fact that we didn't know if kylo was going to come back as ben or if ray was going to go dark yeah. <laughs> um that that was the whole perfect buildup between those two characters, especially with what Luke was saying in in Ray's ear and then with the way that Ray kept trying to bring Kylo back to be in Ben in the last Jedi until that fight in the throne room. And then they decided to separate. And then of course, the final battle took place between the um new order, um the first order and the rebels. And then Ray and Kylo didn't meet again. And in the second film, they have this epic battle on a ship. Who conveniently the plot just led them to. <laughs> so with the Wayfinder, like you look at it this way. Oh, look, it's the ship. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They have they do have an awesome battle on the wreckage of the second Death Star. Ray beats him. Breaks out this new force power, which I'm I'm not getting into the force powers. I'm not that deep on it, but I'm fine with her being able to heal. Fine. Heals Kylo and then leaves in Kylo's ship to go after Palpatine. Kylo wakes up, sees his father, and of course, Leia sacrificed herself, our princess sacrificed herself to reach him one more time, and it worked. If <laughs> you God. and then Kylo suddenly, I'm Ben again. I feel differently. He goes and fights alongside Ray. They have this epic battle. They have a okay battle against Palpatine where Kylo, um where Ray ultimately dies, Kylo finds her after he's being thrown he had been thrown aside during the battle. He decides to heal her through the same powers because of the connection they have through the force node. Is that right? Is that what they called it? Uh, uh, Yeah. 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 He decides to use his newfound Jedi healing powers to heal Rey. It takes everything to heal her. And in her first instinct is I must kiss this man who just saved my life, who I've been fighting over the course of these three movies because he's been now and it's different and I, I've apparently been in love with Ben the whole time, or I just feel something, maybe you saved my life. Like, <clears throat> it, it, it it, just kind of made a lot of their conflict null and void, and I'm going to come back to that topic a lot here tonight.
1: Yeah, it. they handled it pretty sop- sloppily, so so much so that when J.J. Adrian basically stepped in Kind of at the last minute to kind of develop like a story for it, Disney would have really just been better served with we just need to delay this another year. Like <laughs> there, like there was like it was literally no reason to rush this movie at all. Like, like well, I guess I guess the thing of they needed to stick to the timeline as far as uh, what they're doing Disney Plus or whatever, but like it was just immensely it was rushed. It wasn't thought out like the, like it's they, they dumped everything they had into making it it look visually beautiful, which it was like it, like it was, it was a good looking space army movie. Like it's like, <laughs> like there's like, there's better plot lines and like B list movies. Like they, <laughs> like they did not do anyone a service. like, and You know the funny thing is, like, they they blew Rise of Skywalker, but I'm actually still mad that uh, it just seems like, other than Ryan Johnson, and uh, Ryan Johnson hasn't really talked about it about about what his thoughts are on like John Boyega and Daisy, just kind of like not necessarily liking the uh, the Last Jedi, but. I'm still kind of upset about how much they did not really appreciate what that movie really did for them. Like, so basically, like in one of the reviews that I wrote about, so I wrote two separate reviews. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote a small review for The Last Jedi, and I wrote like an extreme, like a extended long version of the rides of Skywalker. Yeah, but here's here's just what I wrote about The Last Jedi. Just a just a part of what I wrote about the last Jedi drop it on it. Ryan Johnson achieves many remarkable feats with the last Jedi, but the subtle way he transitioned the focus of the star war universe away from the Skywalker lineage and gave the franchise to this new generation of heroes and villains was a long-term plan that Disney should have appreciated. Luke died. Leia was a distant uh, guiding hand to the rebels And Kylo seemed to be fully committed to moving beyond the shadow of Darth Vader. Like, you had had everything. Like, we didn't need to care about Luke anymore. Like, I love Leia. We don't need to care about Leia anymore. No. Darth Vader died 40 years ago while we still bring out this guy's name. (sighs) Yeah. And and then they, not only do they, like, bring Vader back, they resurrect Palpatine for, like, no reason. No like, reason. Bro, it was so intellectually lazy, the Rise of Skywalker. It, it just was, like, no, they... <laughs> bro, it's so bad. It's like, oh my god. I, I made a promise to myself, like, so basically I watched Rise of Skywalker the Thursday came out, I mm. I snuck into it the following Saturday and watch it again. I told myself I would never watch Star Skywalker ever again in my life. I amended that promise or whatever to myself, and so I'm gonna watch it one more time. But I'm gonna, I going to I wanna watch it in December to give a full year gap just to make sure that I'm not tripping. But I don't. I don't think I am, man. But I'm. I want to rewatch it in a couple of months and see if my thoughts on it change.
0: The thing is, the thing is, Marcus, it's not going to change. When you're watching the movie, and I feel like it's a similar thing that most Star Wars fans have. If you're a basic Star Wars fan and not a diehard, even if you're a basic Star Wars fan, and you know you're watching an authentic Star Wars movie it's going to draw you into a certain point. You're not going to be like, Oh my God, I, I have to turn this off. It's just so awful. Despite the fact that you feel that way. <laughs> I can sit there and during the movie, cause I, I watched it, like I said, like right after it hit Disney plus and I was watching it and I was, I was into it during the actual movie, but the movie moves so fast. So many yeah. things happen. So many plots from last Jedi are thrown away. Uh, so many things are just thrown at us to try to satisfy the fanboys who were outraged by Last Jedi. And the reason yeah. why, part of the reason why J.J. had to come back, well, not had to come back, but one of the reasons why Disney asked J.J. to come back because so many of the diehard fans were dissatisfied with um, The Last Jedi. It's just so much goes on in this in the movies that it's, even though you enjoy it during the viewing you can't help, but just as when that, that music hits at the end and it's a didn't, 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 when, as soon as that happens, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> Cause you yeah. really, it, you really just got handed a pile of dirt and was told to play with it for two hours.
1: Cause it doesn't even register the first time I watch it, at least how, and, and when you actually start to think about it, wow! Rosemary Tran only saw her three times, thirty seconds mm. apiece. What was that about? <laughs> like,
0: like, <laughs> like. Oh my god! Like Finn oh, oh. Uh, had had this great arc starting in the first movie, and then uh, kind of got out, pushed off to the side on the side mission in the second one. But it was still interesting when they went to. um, to uh, the the casino planet, in my opinion. In the third movie, he, of course, he's growing his hair out. And if you've read the GQ, I know you've read the British GQ interview with him. He decided he was just going to grow his hair out. Um, and there's nothing that Disney was going to do about it. But in the third movie, uh, he's with Finn, with Poe most of the time. They're bromancing it up. And he's, he's barely around Ray. The one time he said something to Ray, Ray, I never told you. And he goes down to quicksand. They never come back to that. And then ultimately, it's like, um, yeah. I was just going to tell her I was force sensitive. Like, no, bro, you 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 were screaming Ray's name most of The Last Jedi because you cared about Ray. You want to know what was going on with Ray? Where's Ray? Um, I'm going to get off of this um ship and go find Ray and save her because I care for her. And then you can say whatever occurred between. Jedi to Rise of Skywalker. Like, he was all, like, he was just completely friend-zoned. He had, more, he had more eyes for Poe in Rise of Skywalker than he did for Rey. Not that that's a problem, but I'm just saying that's how it was. Like, they completely killed that relationship, and then they throw him over to Billy D's girl uh, daughter, supposedly, at the end of the movie, and, of course, Kelly Marie Tran has barely anything to do in the final battle, and meanwhile, uh, they're on this planet with all these star destroyers and yet they're riding horses on the star destroyers or whatever to get to where they need to. Yeah. I got to stop. <laughs> I, I, I got to stop.
1: The only, there's only, there's only a couple of things about what you said that I think we got to, we got to extrapolate because John Boyega, he is literally Stop giving fucks about yes. Disney, about the Star Wars universe, about the Star Wars fans, which I am more than glad that he's doing this. Like, he,
0: yeah,
1: he's I'm here like, for it. He's trying totally to point here. out and have conversations about like racism and like equality. Like, he's trying to do these things on a grander scale. And he, in the British GQ article that we're questioning, like, you know, he posed a question. If you look at the very first trailer of the new trilogy, the first thing we see is, is a black guy in a stormtrooper outfit in the middle of the desert. And even at Force Awakens, it does pair him kind of in this like triad, a little bit he's a little bit less than, but he's at least in this triad between him, Daisy, and Adam Driver. Yeah. So in his mindset, you know. He's thinking you know he has this bigger role, and even when you said like on the second movie, he had like the quote unquote side mission, that was super important like if you if you think about if you think about kind of canto bite and how there are tons of people that that did not like the canto bite like total scene or whatever, but if you think about Canto bite and what John Boy's character actually was like through Force Awakens, John Boyega's character Finn is a coward. Like
0: he's, he's yeah, he's he, constantly running. Yeah, he's running
1: from this conflict. Like he, like in his, like he is person who grew up in this situation of where he's kind of like a child soldier, and he just kind of grows up in it. And then he escapes the first moment that he can. And so, the Force Awakens, he's constantly running. But with canter and with Rose. He actually learns like what it means to kind of stand up for yourself, to fight for a cause that's bigger than you, to have courage to challenge these things that you know are wrong, and so that's why I'm I'm really disappointed in even beyond Star Wars fans, whatever. Like you know, we'll, they're whatever, but I'm kind of I'm disappointed, in John, that he it didn't really register that his character was really doing those important things to where the second movie was a springboard to even if, even if you delete the Riot of Skywalker completely, which I the, wish they would. The third movie really could have been about how we have this new hero who knows what it means to truly be a hero now. And so he has courage. He's motivating others to fight for the people that can't fight for themselves. Like He's, he's like this beacon of leadership that this new generation of heroes can can follow and i'm i'm disappointed that they they kind of took the stance of like not really registering that uh for his character and the, like jj abrams and also him like john himself so i don't know man like i i think Brian johnson did an amazing job with the last jedi like um and i'm i'm i am sad that it just kind of went unrecognized
0: uh they they definitely dropped the ball uh when it came to Finn and John Boyega um they they dropped the ball with all of the new characters though because um you you already mentioned the problems with Finn Finn went from being a stormtrooper who just who just stood up one day and literally said no and found his way um, found his way, met Ray, and then inadvertently joined up with the rebellion. The second film is concentrating on him getting to Ray, and then ultimately, once he meets, um, Kelly Marie. What's Kelly Marie Tran's character's name? Rose. Rose. Rose Tico. Once he meets Rose, then they get involved in um Poe's plot to go find the master code breaker so that they can get away from the Star Destroyer. Um, and then he comes back, and he even has that ultimate. That ultimate that awesome uh, rematch with Phasma, um, on uh, when they're escaping, and I, I really thought that was a big moment for him. Like, I thought Finn came out of Last Jedi, like you, I thought he came out looking still a strong character. He wasn't holding a lightsaber like he was in Force Awakens, which was incredible. Um, when he was like, when in that moment and in that trailer, and even even in the movie when he picked it up, it's like, yo, he the, the, he turned on the lightsaber, like that. that's he's and like, maybe. Something's there. Like there was just hints of things to come. And then ultimately he just got thrown into this blur of a movie of Rise of Skywalker. Um, Poe went from being Han Solo in Force Awakens to becoming more of his own character in The Last Jedi to, again, still being his own character, but then being kind of regulated to this comedy duo with Finn and all of their scenes together. Um, and ultimately he's like, Oh, we're the leaders of the rebellion now. Uh that that's convenient. And so I feel like the ball was dropped there. And then when you get to Daisy and Ray, they they had set it up so perfect when they're like, Who's my parents? Nobodies, you're nobody, right? You come from nothing. And then because of Disney caving were like, oh, well, we got she has to be related to somebody. We're not gonna make her Luke's daughter. Um, we're not gonna relate her to obviously don't want to make her Ben's sister or something like that. So, let's make her a Palpatine and have her yeah. destroy a ship and fake us out, making us think she killed Chewbacca for like a whole 10 minutes, seven minutes, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: they so, so, so basically, Daisy came out and said that. She was initially told that she was going to be the daughter of, or she was gonna be in the lineage of a Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm assuming JJ told her that in the first movie. And when Ryan Johnson took over, like, no, like fuck that. <laughs> like, let's give you a clean ass slate. How and think about how think about how dope that really is like just this is person who has nothing can, t- can come from this junk planet and rise to being like the most powerful warrior in the galaxy like and she and she did it on her own she she between force awakens and right uh last jedi
0: the little training she got from luke yeah she like she did this like
1: like by herself, she had guidance from Luke, but it's way more way more of a powerful story to tell if you say you have this this young woman who was determined to do the right thing. she just needed a little bit of guidance. She intrinsically wanted to do right, and by getting this little bit of help from her mentor, she she was put on that right path to do it. When you when when she's a Popal team, even if they would have made her Kenobi, like it basically grandfathered her power in.
0: So it's like, you know, so you, yeah. Why did they have to pick that grandfather instead of Ben? Man, Obi-Wan One Obi- <laughs> would have been the more logical choice.
1: Yeah, but that last movie was not very logical, man. Like, no, it, like, it was not, like we just got Lando. Not at all. Like, and, I oh, Lando Lando, and I love Lando. I love Lando too. I literally love Lando Calrissian.
0: And Lando just so happens to be on the, the planet where they go. And then he's like, oh, yeah, me and Luke, by the way, we were kicking it back in the day and uh, we found this thing. But then uh, we, we that's it. We didn't go any further. So if you wanted to go further than Luke and I did, then that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, like this the niggas got guy- Puzzle pieces scattered all across the galaxy far, far away, man. This shit is bro. Shit,
0: like they, it's just legit,
1: they legit just made a popcorn movie with like the like the most valuable IP known to man. Like
0: <laughs> they were doing they were doing light speed skipping. <laughs> um, it looked yeah. great. It looked great, but I mean it, did. it That's that's it. It looked good. This movie visually looks good. It's It made it's like, no sense. Like, this movie is
1: cotton candy. In the when Falcon, you go, Falcon. When you go to the, when you go to the, the county fair and they spring you the big ass cotton candy thing like holy fuck this is big as hell it's pink. Yes. You get it. You <laughs> eat it. It's nothing there. All sugar. And then five minutes later you're hungry again. Like <laughs> they really just blew it with this movie man.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they most certainly, <laughs> they most certainly did. All right, so let's switch up because uh, we we've been killing it so far, like literally killing it. Um, I want to know your uh, first hot take that you got for me, because I just thought of one that I'm about to give right back out to you. <sighs> so.
1: Actually, I I may build up to this hot take, so I'm going to say this hot take, I'm going to pocket it. Okay. I'll I'll give another hot take. Uh, And I don't even know if this is a real hot take or not, but fuck are we here? They definitely should have made... They definitely should have made Finn and Poe gay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, they should have, like, come on, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know these niggas love each other, man. Come on, dog. Like. Actually, you know the funny. Thing, like, if they would have made like a love triangle, where <laughs> if they would have made a love triangle where John Boyega he initially was in love with Ray, and then Poe was in love with Finn, and then Finn's like, you know, I got Rose over here. Rose kind of likes me, but it's something about Poe.
0: something yo that sounds like that sounds like a uh movie in itself something about poe
1: there's just something about poe
0: like man the star wars rom-com what happens during peace times stays in peace times (laughs) he
1: he definitely get hit with that lightsaber boy hey
0: (laughs) hey Uh, um (laughs) you know what i'm i'm with that i have no objections um I mean, I, I didn't really feel like Ray needed to have a love interest or someone she made out with suddenly at the end of the trilogy. Uh, she, if she, if her and Finn had a moment, um, that'd been cool. I didn't think her and Poe had been around each other enough on screen for there to really be anything there. Um, but you know, that, that would have been super, that would have been a hell of a, I probably would have liked the movie a lot more if they had gotten back after a uh, defeating Palpatine, and then Poe and Finn ran to each other, and then they just laid one on each other, man. Like, why not? Why not? Why not? And then I'm oh like, and
1: how they have fucking Felicity in that movie, and then you don't know what's Felicity until after the movie's over, like, they blew that, they blew that guest appearance. <laughs> Bro, I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was, um, I didn't know that was her until, like, I think after... Well, no, I, I found out after the first time I watched it, but before the second time I watched it. But, like, they... I had no clue that was Felicity in completely that
0: Completely you know. buried her. Like, she she had this really tiny role. Carrie Russell did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's a very tiny role uh, as the person who conveniently gives Poe the thing he needs to get off that planet uh, right when... Everything's going to hell there, which is right before Rey finds out that she's a Palpatine. And who delivers the news that Rey's a Palpatine? Oh, Kylo Ren conveniently. You're a Palpatine. Palpatine. Through their Force diode. Yeah, and then the whole
1: oh, pa- Palpatine. Oh, oh, I, I kept it a secret from you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, okay. You got it. Okay, J.J. Palpatine, he got it.
0: Man, no, how about, um, uh, who, who is, uh, the dude who, uh, was running around, like, with, uh, Snoke, he was, like, in charge, um, who turned on him?
1: The, like, uh, redhead? Yeah. Yeah, we know you're talking about, yeah.
0: Yeah, how, how about that? Like, I'm the spy. <laughs> I don't like right. Kylo Ren. Blah, blah, I,
1: blah. I caught that, like, I, I really caught that a couple minutes before he actually turned, but,
0: and, hey, and then the, they're trying to play it for con, like comedy and stuff. Like the the yeah. part, the funny parts that he had in Force Awakens and in the Last Jedi worked. Like it just really felt like they were like, all right, let's try to make this dude as funny as possible every time he's on screen. Uh, this film, this film needs it, <laughs> and you, they you, weren't you, lying. You know, actually, I'm. I think this
1: may be the last point I make about Skywalker, so we can move on, but. I legit remember the first moment I was disappointed in that movie. The first time I watched it, and when Chewie got blown up, I was immediately okay, the movie's getting it shaken. Yes, I, I, was, I was quasi sad Chewie died, but for Ray to kill Chewie in that way, I was like, yo, this movie is getting it shaken. Two minutes later, Chewie's alive. Yeah, I was, you know, when that shit happened, I was like, "This movie is really gonna fail me." I can tell,
0: and that, that it was totally filled me. They they had again. They they had something that even as, as even as wild as the movie had been up to that point, they had something, and it's like, oh, Ray just blew away Chewbacca like by accident. Like, imagine the effects that's gonna have on the rest of the film and like our friends and everything else. No, he's alive. Let's let's just keep it moving.
1: And it was, they didn't even bring him back in a clever way. It was just like, it was literally like two minutes later. Oh, Chewie's there. <laughs> it <was> like 90 <laughs> seconds later. Oh, Chewie's there. He like, was
0: on the other ship that y'all didn't see, that y'all bar- didn't remember.
1: They're in a big ass desert, these mammoth ships. <laughs> they only saw one of them, not two of them. Like, yep. okay. Of course. Okay. Okay. JJ Popultini got that one too. Okay.
0: I was uh, talking about we were talking about General Hux. That was the name of the character yeah, who Hux. did the, who turned. And then, of course, got killed for his his actions in the Rise of Skywalker. He's probably relieved to go home. Hux, <laughs> Hux was the the
1: fuck in one of the Black Mirror episodes. Shout out to him.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely was. Yeah. All right. So I've come to the conclusion. Here's my hot ass take. OK. J.J. Abrams is not. He, he's. He's not a good director. Uh is that even a hot take, man? Like <laughs> I, I don't know if it is. I, I don't I know there's some people who worship at the, the feet of JJ J. Abrams and everything he's done with from Lost to Alias to Star Trek movies to Force Awakens up until this and all the things he's been involved with, Cloverfield and like JJ J. Abrams, J. J. Abrams, oh JJ J. J. Abrams. And uh I think this proves that JJ Abrams has no business behind the camera or writing probably in Hollywood, but he's just, people just pay him to do what they want. And that's exactly why he gets business. Cause he's the guy who's going to do what you need him to and still deliver a massive ton of money, which he did with the rise of Skywalker.
1: If you're, if you're thinking about just like
0: him directing movies, I think I'm talking about everything he does.
1: (laughs) so well okay well let's kind of backtrack so okay like if we're talking about the best of what jj can do um he i mean he was a producer on Clo- on the original cloverfield so i'm not gonna give him that one like if he came up with the idea whatever whatever i'm not gonna count that so the, so actually that takes away 10 cloverfield lane too so both of those are null and voided. He was technically an executive producer on The Last Jedi, which I'm not giving that damn at all. Fuck that. No, no, Um, I remember like one of the star one of the Star Trek movies being decent. I don't remember which one, so it it's, <laughs> he's fifty percent for that. Super Eight was decent but kind of forgotten. Yeah. Mission Impossible Three, uh, that was the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is we're giving that. To him, we're not giving it to JJ, so that doesn't count either. Full respect. And I'm and yeah, man, ugh. it's looking real slow for you, boy, man. Like I, <laughs> I, I, he, he wrote. He was a writer on Armageddon. That movie was not well written.
0: <laughs> no, like, yeah, I'm going to say this right now. I, I love Armageddon, but that movie is a that movie is not well put together. But it works because of the cast, man. I'm, yeah, it works for that reason and that reason only.
1: So, I'm looking at his his like filmography from a director's standpoint, and I don't I I don't consider Mission Impossible three great. Like the movie's elevated because of Philip Seymour Hoffman and a little bit. Well, the action was good, but I mean, if we're talking about the great Mission Impossible's, like you're talking about the OG. And you're basically talking about like the last, like the last two is the mm-hmm. top, top three. So, I mean, Mission Impossible 3 is probably like I would say it's probably the th- fourth in the Mission Impossible power ranking. So, that feels right. So, yeah, so it, I would like to say I w- it's good, it's not great. Super Eight's good, not necessarily great. Um, the star, the Star Trek's like even if we give them the second one, like, okay, there's the there's, decent, not necessarily great. I mean, force awakens, uh, <laughs> force awakens is good. I don't, I would, I, I wouldn't consider force awakens. Great.
0: It's really no, good. It's, it's, it's not really great. Good. It's a, it's a very good movie. It's a very good star Wars movie.
1: Yeah. On my, so on my star Wars power rankings,
0: Yeah, we're going Uh, to do that too.
1: Oh, oh, I got it ready. Force Awakens is number seven out of eleven. So, but that's—I mean—that it's so top-heavy that it can't break the top. It's not going to break my top. Fuck, it's not going to break my top five. Right. I think Force Awakens—the only movie you can kind of debate is either Episode Three or Force Awakens. I. I lean a little bit more toward three, particularly because of the ending. But Force Awakens is probably better than Revenge of the Sith. So.
0: Oh yes, yes, a hundred percent.
1: So get no yeah. argument for me. So oh, so you so you would say Force Awakens better than Revenge of the Sith?
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. I a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm with you right there. All right. So I'm constructing my list real quick. Okay. So well, my my eleven. I I mean I already got it in my head, but I'm gonna get it so I can see it.
1: <laughs> put on your letterbox. That's the whole thing for letterbox.
0: Oh yeah, I do have a letterbox account. I needed I need to use that more. <laughs> yeah, man. Um so we
1: in Rise of Skywalker were there was shit. It was utter shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, man. Like he doesn't like he hasn't really directed a great movie like Uh, he directed really really the apex of J.J. Abrams it's
0: Ah, fuck
1: I would say where is
0: it where is it please
1: if I had to guess it's it's probably Mission Impossible 3 like if you if you if you ask me which movie (laughs) Mission Impossible 3 or Force Awakens Ooh, it's probably Mission Impossible three. He produced Rogue Nation, but mm, I'm not giving a Rogue Nation. fucked that!
0: Wow, wow, um, that says a lot when um Tom Cruise is your is. Oh wow, what would you say, Mission Impossible three or Force Awakens? I'll go Force Awakens, even though I did love the crap out of force awakens man i really did like that yeah, when, I, when I, did. I saw it in the theater i saw it in the theater i saw, it the theater. I saw it with my boy steve and i saw angel when it came out i saw it here up at um uh Re- or not regal at uh um the morgantown mall um actually and i i really enjoyed that movie um and i still will enjoy it if it comes on so so you might be right you might be right it might be better than force awakens because i think force awakens i think they just as the number one of those
1: Ones where you, if you kind of step back and kind of think about it more, like they just rely too much on the nostalgia part of it. Like, is is really heavy handed in the nostalgia play of it. Which, I mean, they're resurrecting the franchise where they haven't made a movie since *Revenge of the Sith*, so I get it, but I don't know. It it kind of feels dirty in a way, just kind of mining for that nostalgia. Where *Mission Impossible* three, like. It was basically resurrecting a, a franchise. Actually, it wasn't even really technically a franchise. Like, they made Mission Impossible 1 in, like, 99. And then they made Mission... It was Impossible
0: earlier than that. It was, like, 90, 96, maybe. 96, like 95, 96, I feel like, yeah. Because it was right after Jerry Maguire, I feel like.
1: Yeah, it was 96. And so, Mission Impossible 2 was 2000. So, it was, like, they they made two movies in, like, four years. And Mission Impossible 3 kind of came, and it was like... Even, even then, they didn't really have the idea to do more movies, I don't think. Like, because they didn't make Ghost Protocol until five years later. So, now. so it's kind of like, if J.J.'s doing this... And even, even if you watch, like, Mission Impossible 3, they end it like... Ethan Hunt is just, like, done. And so, you know... He does he made it with he made it in mind that it's not a franchise. Like he made it in mind that we're not gonna be super planning out, you know, movies in advance. Like we're just gonna make this, you know, the story. We're gonna make some dope ass uh F sixteen shooting up uh <laughs> some hell yeah, some bridge in suburban DC. Like like it was just straight action. Like and maybe that's what JJ is, like maybe he just has the idea how to pull off action. And then just that, like, and, and, and if that's his, if that's his, his thing, then that's, that's his your thing, bag, though.
0: baby. That's your bag.
1: Yeah. But don't be right. No, like faux complex stories. Like just don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are roughly almost an hour into this. Let, let's go ahead and put it to bed. We both didn't like rise of Skywalker. Let's, let's just move on and see what else we can curate from, from these, uh, hot takes of ours. So no more rises. Well, not no more, but we're going to try to bash less on Skywalker. Did you give your hot take? Oh yeah. yeah it was JJ J. Abrams. Isn't good at anything. That was my okay. hot take. All right.
1: Um, so did you, well, did you make your star Wars power ranking list yet? I did. Because, okay. So, cause we can kind of segue into that. Cause I'll, that'd be my next hot take. Hell yeah. What, so do we agree? So you you rank just the eleven films, just the eleven films. I'm I'm guessing we both agree that episode one and episode two are basically ten and eleven.
0: Um no.
1: Oh, hold on. So we got to do the countdown then. So what is your uh, number eleven? What is your worst Star Wars movie?
0: Rise of Skywalker. <laughs>
1: Yeah. (laughs) You think it's worse than Attack of the Clones? That's hard. That's hard. (laughs) That's hard, yo. You think it's worse than Attack of the Clones, for real? Hello, and welcome to MovieFold from the minds that brought you It's like a podcast or whatever, hyphen Nation and all other hyphen podcast group productions. We are proud to present. We should do this again sometime with Cat and the Mark Robb. There's action, adventure, comedy, and danger you like movies then this is for you we should do this again sometime is rated pg-13 for language and some thematic elements let's play get your tickets wherever you get your podcast goodbye i
0: can watch attack of the clones just be underwhelmed i i just legit feel pain after i've after my brain tries to wrap itself around the, the rise of Skywalker for that run time. Damn. I'm you... in physical pain and I feel disappointment that I've watched it even, and I couldn't peel my eyes away from it. Cause it's so beautiful. Ooh, wee! damn. <laughs> you win hot takes. Colin. You won this episode. That is a hot take. Yo, clones is awful yeah clones, clones is all clones is clones is number 10 it's clones is above it i yeah. know it you know it well well my
1: 11 is clones clones is bad like clones is just fucking awful of a movie um 2002 was a rough year it was, 2000. that
0: a, it was 2002 yeah yeah um My number 10 is
1: episode one. Episode one is really bad. Um, And my number nine is the rise of Skywalker. So that's
0: where Phantom Menace is for me. So what's your 10? Uh, 10 is clones. Okay. All right. Attack of the clones. All right. So
1: now for me personally, now we're, we're moving on to, I guess an average movie. My number eight, I don't think I don't think this movie's bad. I think it was underrated in a lot of ways. I think it did a lot of good things that it wasn't necessarily critically a darling. It was basically a popcorn movie, but it it was elevated in a lot of ways. My number eight, I have uh I have solo or Star yep. Wars.
0: Yep. I'm right there with you. Definitely yeah. solo. And it's 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 not it's not that it's it's not that it's bad, it's not that it didn't do enough, it's just compared to everything else in the series, this just feels appropriate for where Solo goes. Yeah,
1: and so, I mean, Woody Harrelson was great in it. I, Childish Gambino, Donham Glover, he was very charming as a young Lando. You believe that he was smooth but not really smooth in that movie? Like, mm-hmm. um, the only, the biggest problem with that movie is the kid that played Han, like, I don't know if it's his fault or not, but like he was too boyish. Like he, like there was, I'll be, I'll be frank, like he just was not a sexy Han. Like he was, he was too boyish. He was too childish. Like he wasn't hardened. Like, and maybe, maybe they were thinking that with the hopes of doing this, the sequel to Solo and then that movie is when he becomes hardened a bit. But he just seemed like, very green yeah it was too green you don't i didn't really buy the relationship between him and uh uh i guess karen kwan in the movie i forgot her name um i don't really buy the relationship i know you're talking about um so yeah like it was you know i said, it's the action and it was really good um but beyond that like it, it wasn't you know, much to really kind of mind for that movie other than the, the drones being fucking gnarly, but that was, that was it.
0: Yeah. Good All movie. Right. Just couldn't go any higher with it.
1: So what, before we get to the top five, what is your number seven and your number six?
0: Number seven is the revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, and number six is the force awakens. Wait, All I think right. that's right. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah.
1: All right, and so I have I have Force Awakens is seven, and I have uh, Revenge of the Sith is is six. I both rated them. Uh, well, actually, I rated Skywalker. I'm sorry, I rated Force Awakens four stars. I rated Revenge of the Sith three and a half stars. So maybe I do think Force Awakens is a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it, it yeah, it is. I I just think. I just feel kind of a way think about the nostalgia of it, but um yeah, I, I actually I, I would agree. I would actually swap out and put uh Force Awakening the six. So I, I'll update that on my list. Um so now we're in the top five. Now, top five. Now we're gonna get it shaking. Like now is where we're gonna see where the where the ball hair is coming in.
0: <laughs> ball's, getting, <laughs> balls are getting big. You always so, say the prettiest things to me, Marcus. So
1: what do we, I know. So so what do you have as your number five and your number
0: four? Number five is Return of the Jedi. Number four is A New Hope.
1: Ooh, I have, I have Return of the Jedi as my number five also. I absolutely love Return of the Jedi. My My first
0: one.
1: My number four is I got, I got Rogue One as number four. You went lower than I thought you would. But but I so I'm gonna I guess tip my hand. But I rated Rogue One five stars. Um, and I I rate uh, Return of the Jedi four and a half stars. Like person, like I'm a person that (sighs) loves closure, so I love Return of the Jedi probably more than like a most or whatever. But Rogue One. Thinking about the last scene in Rogue One, it's it's kind of bar none, man. It's bar none. But but you have you have the OG
0: below Rogue One. Yeah, I do, and I love the OG, man. The OG is it, it's it set the present, but set the standard for Star Wars. It, it everything that's come after. I'm stating the obvious here came because of the original Star Wars. And I yeah. love this film, but I just love these other three films more. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with New Hope. New Hope is a classic top to bottom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah.
0: Full stop. But where do you have Rogue One? 2 <laughs> Marcus, Ooh. I watched this movie. Uh, I watched Rise of Skywalker, and... This is when in quarantine, and I was I was deep in it, man. I was like, it's like oh, I don't watch another Star Wars movie because I got I gotta watch something. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wanna watch I want Star Wars experience. I'm and going I was like, I ain't watch Rogue One in a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Rogue One because I didn't see Rogue One in the theaters. I saw it uh, months after. Yeah, I missed out. We talked about I, this.
1: Yeah, I saw it like three times in movie theaters, man. This shit was always excellent.
0: But keep going. I, I wish I had seen it in the theaters, but I watched this movie. And from the moment that movie starts until the final scene ends, I can't look away. That movie, from every performance, every character, every little thing that the whole plot is obviously fueled based on what we see in episode one. Or, I'm sorry, episode four. But the way that everything... Interlocks well. The characters play well off each other. You have your your intrigue with not knowing um whether or not uh, like who the spy is and everything like that. And then you're getting introduced to new characters, and the characters are actually interesting, and they're not doing conventional things. And then when they're scaling their way out of that tower at the in the final twenty five minutes of that movie, man. And it's like, it all comes down to this, like the stakes are just have never been higher. And then for the good guys to ultimately lose the battle, but, per, per, but kind of win the war overall, because they did get the plant, the death star plans out. And then for Vader to come down and just shut down everything in his best cinematic scene in the movies. Yeah. It, it's the, I, I can't take anything away from it, man. It's, it's a masterpiece. It gets it gets way less credit than it deserves. They do something
1: in a very subtle way where Force Awakens and Rise Skywalker just doesn't do like the subtlety that they have Vader in where we it is lost in pop culture that Vader Vader is a total fascist and a fucking mass murderer.
0: Yeah. Like we just love. Like
1: like I legit never really understood how Vader was this really kind of pop culture icon. Like like people love Vader. Like people have like the Vader. Because he's
0: not real. So it's okay to root for the bad guy in this case. I guess. Uh, (laughs) But it like to say that The best
1: Vader performance. Well, at least the best Vader scene came out of Rogue One. It's not necessarily a stretch. There's there's only two scenes like that you can really say is the best Vader. It's the ending scene in Rogue One and it's the I'm your father scene from Empire. Empire. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's no two ways around it. And you don't you don't even you can't even really tell that vader's a good swordsman in, in any of the original movies but this is the rogue one is a movie where you actually see that those rebels vader, were running yeah where well, vader was an actual force beyond blowing up planets like he like him mowing down those rebels like i used to watch that scene just on youtube like just whatever like there's like there's only two times i really would do that i would only watch that scene and i only watch when bang would beat the shit out of batman like that's <laughs> the only shit i will watch like that because it's Low like bad, huh yeah like it's it's like you know they were sending to fear and true fear and so in those moments and watching those in the movies like like i'm t- i'm like, even going back to when I first saw World One and when I first saw uh, 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 Dark Knight Rises, like, being in those moments, you're like, bro, like, these are actual villains who can inflict real pain, and the people that we want to live and you know, we cherish, like, if they come across as people, they're going to get fucked up. And so <laughs> that was the only time in those movies where, you know, they they really they got that emotion but they earned it or whatever so yes yes so yeah man they they did a really good job on Rogue One uh like I said Rogue One is my number four it's your number two my number two so, ooh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess for you I'm gonna guess Jedi is three and Empire is number one
0: you got it okay
1: Oh, oh, damn! So you think Rogue One's better than Jedi? Ah, well, Kellen, my next hot take: I have The Last Jedi is the number one Star Wars movie. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not mad at you at all. I yes, am, and my yes.
1: three, my one, two, three is I have. Jedi One, Empire Two, and the OG is my number three. Like, this this movie, man, I'm telling you, this last Jedi movie is a real fucking movie, man. It's a a real fucking cinema.
0: Jedi is the only Star Wars movie that has been made that feels like it was made in the 20th century with real themes, real struggle, and then just real storytelling yeah like obviously the original star wars movies were of their time the prequel trilogy was whatever it was yeah Uh, revenge of the sith had its moments and then awakens was just a copycat new hope and then we already talked about what happened at the end um but the last jedi is just such a refreshing take on everything and it literally Gave everything a direction where something good have could have been spent off could come out of it. You had Rose, you had this strong character who just saw her sister die, who joined up with Finn, and then they formed and they formed a bond. You had Poe learning how to be a leader on the fly, not being such a hothead. You had a brilliant performance by Carrie Fisher, um, absolutely brilliant, um, just oozed charisma the whole movie like held this held this chewed up every scene she was in you had mark hamill come back as luke skywalker and not just the luke skywalker we knew he came back as wounded luke skywalker and you can say whatever you want about oh he was going to kill kylo and he, he changed his mind though and you could be mad about that but you know what it shows that luke is still as human as it gets in the star wars universe he had conflict he tried to pull it back he got caught and then ultimately he's the one that sent Ben into his Kylo Ren spiral. Um that's important. You didn't have Han show up out of nowhere and be like, "Hi son." Uh didn't need that. Um didn't need that at all. Uh you had your chewy moments. You had um despite its detractors, you had the casino uh canto B- the canto blight scenes, Blader blight, blight, canto bite. You had those uh scenes awesome. You had um, a, a ship jump the light speed and destroy a Star Destroyer, which we had never seen before. We saw Princess Leia use the Force for the first time and save herself. You saw Rey becoming more, um, learning more on her own. And then also with Luke's tutelage, you saw Luke Force project himself in a way we've never seen a Jedi Force project himself. And then... I was fooled until the very last second, Mark, cause I was so into this movie and then you know, I realized it wasn't him. I was like, yo, he wasn't there the whole time. That's incredible. And you saw Kylo ex- seemingly killing Snoke and accepting his destiny to be the leader of the first order. And it just had a little bit of everything. And Ryan Johnson it was a masterwork and it was on last night, ironically enough, and I was watching it and it was towards the end and like fend speed towards that cannon. And then Rose knocks him out the way. And you know, it, it just, it's, it's a fast paced movie in a way that you don't feel like it's dragging at all. You got Yoda back, by the way, I forgot to mention that, but where force awakens feels like a blur. Last Jedi feels like you're moving along, but you're also able to almost look at things in bullet time. to still a matrix reference and kind of look around and see what's happening around you as you're speeding through the film. And the next thing you know, it's over and you're like, yo, I need to get back in line because I want that ride again.
1: I I think that's, you bring up the pacing, which is a great point. And I think that's why the, when we first, just going off, just instinct of the movie. When we first like go on the instinct of watching Skywalker and he had that like endorphin rush, like we have the feeling of you know the good guys prevailing. We have you know, I guess maybe the good feeling of Ben now being Ben again. Like it's so fast, like you don't take t- you don't really have time to register like what's going on. Like you don't have time to thing where the fuck did all these Palpatine shadows in the crowd come from? Like, they're not social distancing. Like, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, like you don't have any time to think about that at all. But w- with Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi, like he paced it extremely well. Like, there's not, there's no scenes that are wasted. Like, I know even people talk shit about the Holdem uh, maneuver. That I my I got goosebumps i I
0: get goosebumps every time I watch that scene in the movie because right? it's it's put together so well. Like the whole team who worked on that scene, from the actors to everybody behind the scenes to Ryan and to the writers who came up with it, everything just works so well. and when when she takes off in light speed and then that sound just drops, and you just see the effect of her ramming through those ships. It's yeah, you've never seen it before. It's literally breaks your mind every time because you'll never see it again. Because even in rise of Skywalker, like let's try a let's holder try remover. Him. And they're like, uh, that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, and it's oh, tall. It, it's incredible. It, I, I wish I had a better word because I, I get chills as well. Every time I watch that scene.
1: Even if you think about the original trilogy. Yeah. Like we're basically in this family saga, of the Skywalkers. So you don't necessarily see what the Empire, other than blowing up just a planet, you don't really see why the Empire, like you don't get like, you don't get like a humanistic feel of like why the Empire is dangerous. Like you don't really see that. And you don't even really see it in the second trilogy either. But when Ryan Johnson, like I said before, like Ryan Johnson did something very special in the fact that, he took the courage to take the story out of Skywalker's hands. You can actually see people in the galaxy that have nothing to do with the Skywalkers and you can see like the, the child slaves. Like you can see the greed that was in Kanto by it. Like you can see even someone like broom boy who at the very end of last Jedi, like wonderful. You, you saw this little kid who was then inspired to be a hero. You didn't have that in any other movie, like any other movie before then for, for Star Wars. Like they, they really did an amazing job. And that's why I think it's, I think it's the best one. Like they tell this, even nihilism, like even the idea of nihilism in a galaxy far, far away is not explored until we get to Benicio del Toro as DJ. Right, Like it, the, the it's it, I think it's so awesome that he led them to getting captured, and then Finn's reaction was, You're not gonna get away with this. And he was like, Maybe, and he just left.
0: Like, he was like, He was
1: like, out, he, he was Like, he's not, he's not some menace, like, he's not someone who is a Sith. Like, he's just a dude trying to get over and go about his business. Yeah, like, you, like, yo, like, he's. N- <laughs> it's it's so amazing what Ryan Johnson was able to do with with this one movie that the other movies didn't even try to really do like and it's 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 remarkable like and that's why I don't necessarily I think I do kind of agree that in a lot of ways uh comparison is the thief of joy. and so when I think about Skywalker, I can only. Think about how great Jedi is because Skywalker is so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, I think The Last Jedi did such remarkable things. And I, and I think that from, from Daisy's perspective, I think going into it from a sense of if I'm told on one hand, I'm going to be a Kenobi, and then in the next movie, I'm not that at all, I can kind of see how that would be thrown off. I can see how, if you look back at those interviews when Force Awakens first came out, there was such like this energy between her and John, like doing interviews and talking about the movie. Yep. And then for the second movie, for them to be so separate from each other, you can tell just on a humanistic level how, wow, this person who I went through the fire with for this first movie, this phenomenon movie, now I'm not with them at all anymore to the very end. I, I do think that Ryan Johnson and also Disney should have sold them on the fact that, look, yeah, you guys aren't going to be together in this movie. But what we're doing is we're giving you more shading. We're giving you more depth. So when we do the third movie and then in 10 years in the future, when we do episode 10, it's mm-hmm. going to pay off because you're going to be deeper people now. Like you're not just going to be like dolls to fight space wars. You're going to be actual people who have actual feelings and we're going to, we're going to make you 3d characters. And Ryan Johnson did that in a great way. And we don't, no one knows like, I guess when the next one, they no one knows when the next trilogy is going to come out. Like, I mean, in, in all honesty, it's kind of short-sighted to even commit to a trilogy where you can just, just come up with the idea first and then if it falls into a trilogy, just do that. Yeah. But
0: that that ah. was one of my notes, man, is that the lack of foresight for the whole planning of everything really sunk, kind of, kind of didn't help the trilogy at all. Because if you don't know where you're going, how the hell are you going to get there? <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. And I know that's a stupid dad phrase possibly, but that is the truth because they, they went back and forth with uh Rey and who she was they changed directors when the fans didn't uh didn't like Last Jedi um they over they over there's a script out there of what the um last Star Wars film was supposed to be what episode nine was supposed to be that didn't get done but it was by Connor Trevorrow I believe is how you say his name whole different script would have been way better just from what I what I read of it um yeah like there's just but then they decided to go with J.J.'s edit. I hear, or J.J.'s, JD, like they changed the whole story, excuse me. Then, apparently, there's rumors of a J.J. edit being out there that Disney made him change several times over before December even got here. So it it is frustrating, and I can see Daisy's frustration. I get John Boyega's frustration. Um, it's just sad that it ended up the way it did and when it could have just been so much more for all these characters.
1: Yeah, man, and I, I don't. It's a it's an extremely bad example for Disney to set that if you get pressure from from trolls effectively to change your product, like it's it's just a bad precedent to set. Like, because if if Disney of all of all conglomerates, if Disney can get pressure to do that. And they have all the money in the world. All they literally have all the resources in the world, and they're they're cow to bots and to trolls and to racists and to sexist. Mm-hmm. They sure. Like, if are. They, if they're cow if they're kowtowing to them, who who's the hope?
0: What is the there like, is no is, hope?
1: Like <laughs> we need a new hope. We need a new new hope. Like yeah. you like, nailed it, bro. Like it's. It's, 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 I mean, Disney is a conglomerate. They, you know, this <laughs> I hate conglomerates as everyone should, yeah but it's like, you know, they, they really should have had more faith in Ryan. Uh, and, may, and maybe it could be a situation where maybe Ryan didn't really articulate the vision with the actors because, um, like I said, like if, if he would have sold it in that kind of respect, I don't necessarily see why John would not have liked this character. Like, because even, I mean, the fun thing is, hell, like, the shit that Rose got, Kelly, um, Kelly Marie Tran, like, mm-hmm. she only complained about the racism and the sexism she faced, which is good. Well, it's not good that she got it, but it's good that she actually <laughs> talked about it. I know it. what you mean, yeah. Um, and she didn't really have, I haven't heard her say anything about, her not liking her Rose character because she actually got to do things in a very important way. Like the Rose character in the second movie, like I said, like she was someone who showed what true compassion was. Like she she showed what sacrifice was. Like she showed John that, you know, even in a quote at the end where she was like, Um, you know, we're not we're gonna fight for what we love, like, you know, she she was a great beacon for John's character. And yeah. And for for her not to get recognition for that is sad. Um and for them and for the cast members to kinda not recognize that either, where yeah, John, like, yeah, you didn't work with Daisy for, you know, one movie. But if if you you kinda think about the long game, you know, it it would have that wouldn't have really wouldn't have been a big deal. So
0: That's why it killed me when they were complaining and stuff. And I I mean I had an episode right before either right before episode nine dropped or um, right after, before I saw it, where I was just kind of mad that everybody was like, oh, we're so glad JJ's back, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's bullshit. Like he, like Ryan gave y'all one of the best Star Wars films in the franchise and y'all don't even know it. It it just killed me. Yeah, man. I would. (laughs) We're we're a minority, man, because you you know that a lot of people hate The Last Jedi. (laughs) Well, because even like even the reviews
1: of it, like I think I think it could be a situation of where, yeah, there were tons of tons of races that were against it. Um, There were just fans like diehard fans that just didn't really see the vision. Um, I think I think if you if you talk to like or if you read critics who kind of thought about the movie kind of intelligently like a lot of them did get it i mean it got a 90 percent of rotten tomatoes it's it's still there um but there were just people that just didn't get it like in the review that i I wrote about skywalker uh there was this critic uh for i guess salon.com and he basically he described the last jedi as like pandering to fans when if you remember coming out of force awakens like no one was asking, you know, there was no pressure for people to make Finn like this deeper character. Like there was no pressure to get like Asian, Asian representation in the movie. Like, like we, like we got Force awakens. We were happy. We just wanted to see where it was going to go next. Like, and Ryan did all this dope shit and blue or months. Yeah. And, and and, and, (laughs) then, you know, it's kind of a dog whistle when someone thinks that if you, Bring you know non-white men into the mix—it's pandering. That's the kind of dog whistling that I that I can catch. I know not for damn sure. But yeah, man, it's it's just sad that like a lot of people just didn't see the vision when it was it was right there. And yeah, like I I, I haven't read the script, but yeah, I know the script was floating around about what episode nine should have been. And even in John's interview. He, he he tried to kind of save J.J. as far as like he wasn't even supposed to direct the movie. But if he wasn't supposed to direct it, again, why doesn't Disney with their and they're on their own timetable? That's the whole thing. Like this whole Star Wars thing is them. They don't need to even really wait for anybody except for them. Like they could have if they knew J.J. was being pulled in the last minute to do this and write it at the last minute. Like, why didn't they just have the balls to say, you know what? We're not going to meet the 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 twenty eight the twenty eighteen deadline. We're going to push it to summer twenty nineteen or winter twenty nineteen, and we'll give you a dope story then. Like, it's it just needless. The the production. Disney wanted was, their so money, else.
0: man. You know that. I mean, Disney wanted its money.
1: Yeah, man. And I mean, they got my money. It's so funny. Like, since so basically, the first Star Wars movie I ever watched in the theaters uh, was *Phantom Menace*. I did not see *Clone Wars* or *Revenge of the Sith*, but when *Force Awakens* came out, I caught that. I saw that at least three or four times. I and I didn't I didn't sneak into those movies. I paid cash for all those tickets. I saw Rogue One. Well, I saw I I paid for Rogue One 3 times and I snuck into the 3D <laughs> one. So, but but again, out, out of the like 7-8 viewings in total, I've spent I paid for it 7 different times, and it doesn't count like tickets I bought with other people too, like the double sets or whatever. So, I I've seen this movie multiple times, and when I first saw Skywalker, I immediately knew that like it was just something that was just wrong. Like it, like I and I and when I snuck in to watch it the second time, like I, I knew it was just bad, man. It was yeah, it was bad.
0: <sighs> so if you're if Last Jedi is your number one and it's my number number three, that leaves Empire as your number two and my number one.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I don't have... I don't have any problems with anyone who who still thinks Empire is the the greatest Star Wars movie. If you look at the character of Leia and all the beautiful things that they got to do with her in that movie, it was totally awesome. All like the soul-searching they did for Luke's character in that movie, um, and establishing Yoda as a real character. um, It was absolutely amazing. Um empire is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Like not even sci-fi or whatever. Like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Same. Um, so yeah, man, why do you have empire as your number one?
0: Um, well, uh, I've rehashed the star Wars story before or I've hashed it out, but I'll just run through it real quick. I had only seen a uh, return of the Jedi. I thought that was the only one cause I was a kid when I saw it. And then like 95, they had released the re-release the trilogy as a whole. And I was either in Walmart or Price Club and I saw the box set and I looked at dad and I was like, there's two other star Wars movies. He's like, um, yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? There's two other star Wars movies. (laughs) I have no clue. So he, he did cop that for me and I watched *The new hope and I was like, man, that movie was great. I love that movie. And I watched empire and I was like, I knew from the moment I watched Empire that I was in love, and I'd be in love with Empire until the day that I died, because from the moment, the opening moments on Hoth, all the way through when they're staring out in the space defeated, and Luke is handless while getting a new hand, and you know we we've learned the origin of who Luke is to to Vader and Leia is a sister, and and then all uh, and Han. Han was great in A New Hope. I thought Han was even better in Empire. Yep. Um, Lando, Cloud City, the beauty of that. Uh, The betrayal of Lando, which no one saw coming. The destruction of 3PO and then 3PO being on Chewie's back, which I thought was great. Yoda, Yoda-ing, Yoda, essentially, and trying to teach young Skywalker. And just the whole progression of the story. Like, because for them to come in on top of what they did in the new hope, and then not only tell a new story that was better than the first movie, but then to also grow their characters and expand their universe within only a three-year time frame when there wasn't even supposed to be a sequel it's an incredible feat. And then just the way it's shot and maybe the fact that Lucas didn't personally direct this film. Yeah. It, it really just stands the test of time as my favorite star Wars movie from start to finish. The last Jedi is up there and rogue one is too, man. Yeah. When Luke,
1: when Lucas talked about the filming, he, he even said like, he immediately knew that he could not direct the second movie. Like he, he he actually couldn't wait to get it out from under him. Like so Yeah. Which is which is really kind of funny in a way, and actually really kind of great in a way. When we're talking about Lucas as a director, the first movie's good. I remember mean, the first movie is a classic, but I think with this storytelling in this in the second movie, um I, I'm glad someone else, you know, did take the reins for that. Um so Me I'm too so you know damn i'm thinking because i'm thinking about the first time when even i saw the rest of star wars movies because i saw it's funny i i ended up if you if you kind of even remember like just cable television for whatever reason they didn't never they never really replayed the star wars movies the only time they replayed they like like we're replaying any of the Star Wars movies. For whatever reason, they only replay like New Hope. And so mm-hmm. I yeah. saw because I remember seeing a New Hope for the first time on Fox with the commercial breaks. So that bitch was long as fuck.
0: Oh my. And
1: and I and then I saw Phantom Menace. And it was kind of like um you know, it was kinda like Actually, you know the funny is I think I actually may have saw Phantom Menace before I saw A New Hope. I because I saw them That would make I, sense. Because I'm I'm really conflicted on which one I saw first, but whatever. But if we know, you know, Phantom Menace didn't come out until like ninety
0: like nine.
1: Mm-hmm. And so so basically I had I only watched those two movies. And so fast forward to freshman year in college and over thanksgiving break i was hanging out you know my dad and they they just put the remastered versions out on out on video and dvd and i i got i finesse i didn't finesse i just asked my dad like could he get it for me um and them shits was like eighty dollars, and I was I was very lucky that he bought them shits for me. Ooh. I was very happy. Yeah, the, when DVD like those Star Wars shits never went on sale. Well, no. So yeah, like.
0: No, they did not. They were hella expensive. I remember. And the DVD quality was actually like fucking great. And oh yeah.
1: I pl- and I finally i i got i came back to my dorm. Um, when I got back into Morgantown, and the first one I fired up, I did not fire up New Hope, because I kept seeing that. Was, I watched New Hope too many times. So, I fired up uh, Empire Strikes Back. And, watching my PS2, my little ass TV in my dorm room, oh, I wow. was I was totally blown away. Shit out the Lion Tower. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, man. I, I immediately loved uh I immediately loved Empire and I think I did back to back. I did Empire then I did um uh Jedi. Um but yeah man it was it was really really great watching those movies in that kind of way and even so to this day like I said like I don't I don't have any arguments for people that say Empire is still the best Star Wars. Um thinking about because I didn't I didn't really expect Carrie Fisher's death to really affect me and it it really did affect me like i think there's, there's only a handful of celebrities that i legitimately had grief of when they passed away yeah and one of the times i was introducing you know someone to watch star wars and you know we got to um we got to empire strikes back and like i was just like I think it was a year after Carrie passed. It was a little bit of time had passed, or whatever, and like I got emotional, like just kind of thinking about her character and you know just who she was, whatever. And even in the new movies, when the Last Jedi came, I was actually fully expecting to like cry, like when I saw her first in the Last Jedi.
0: I did. And I did for sure.
1: And the whole movie, like, I was just proud. Like, I was just happy. And it didn't really register until the very end when they did, you know, A Memory of Carrie Fisher. And that's when it kind of hit me. Um, But she, for this role that she had in Empire, it really was, was, it was taking the thought of the damsel in distress and going beyond that again. Because in New Hope, like, yeah, like, she's blasting the laser, like, better than... Han and Luke. Like oh, yeah. she's not she's not she's like banging this, on him. Yeah, like she's not this like weak woman that needs saving. Yeah, she needs help, but she's not a damsel in distress. The second movie, like, and they just they keep going within the second movie also. And I do think that when we think of Carrie Fisher and we think about Princess Leia, even the resist icon, it does come like the the actual photo itself when we use it for the resistance shit. It does come from like the new hope Princess Leia, but the Empire Strikes Back Leia like she's she's just as a badass, if not even more than that character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, like they like they did and she did like a great job uh, with her role. Um, and I mean Lando Calrissian the smoothest nigga in the galaxy far, far oh. away like
0: easily like,
1: that cock was. That conch was set in stone, boy. <laughs> yeah,
0: the way
1: going, boy.
0: Yeah, he did spinning.
1: Yeah, man, spinning
0: out of control, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Oof.
1: That was. I'm really happy we ended on two great movies, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially as we came in so hot. So. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this has been incredible. It's been very cathartic for me because I've been dying, dying. <laughs> to shit down the neck of the rise of Skywalker. So I appreciate you as always, showing yes. mad love for being here with me, being appreciate my Cody. Yeah. Did you did you have anything else written down that you wanted to throw in there? I just, I had a couple notes, but I kind of touched on everything, but I didn't have any other hot takes or anything.
1: Uh nah, that was it. Like, I, nah, that was not nah, that's that's the only that's the only thing. Like, I think even just kind of looking forward. So if we we put everything in the rear view as far as like the movies and we're looking forward. Um, obviously, you know, Disney is doing, they're trying to do a lot with the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Mandalorian was a solid show. It was good. I did like it. Do I trust? I, if you ask me, do I trust what they're going to do with the next trilogy of movies? I think it's a bad idea to even, even for them to even commit to it just being a trilogy in that respect, I think that I'm not really hopeful for that. No. Um, I do think they're going to basically force a director or a set of producers or set of writers, like, you need to draw out the story in these three movies and then <laughs> just fill in everything like a in skeleton. Yep. Which is, like, it's just not a good way to kind of do that. Like, like I would be... I would I would have felt much more comfortable if they would just have said for the next for the next set of movies we're gonna be doing, we we have no we have no expectations. We're not gonna put any limitations on anybody. We're gonna field stories, we're gonna see which ones are the best stories we can create, and then we'll go from there. I think it's gonna be man. You know, crazy shit. I would love for Ryan Johnson get you know, another shot at this man. Like,
0: oh wow, like, I would. If they, it will if, never happen. But I would love that won't. too. If they, it
1: won't. But if they said episode ten, we're gonna have Ryan Johnson direct episode ten.
0: I'm immediately you're in. gonna buy your ticket immediately because that's what you yeah. do. You buy tickets like two years ahead.
1: Yeah, like as soon as it <laughs> so, man. Fuck it, man. Like I'm, I'm not bullshitting with
0: that. But you
1: have my seat. Oh yeah. Well, post COVID, if we ever get to a post COVID society, yeah.
0: Yeah, for real. (laughs) For real. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, like a part of me would like to see these characters again. Like, I really feel like there's so much more that could be done with Ray. Um, I'd like to see Finn again. I'd like to see Poe again. But ultimately, Disney firmly kind of shut the book, shut the top on all their stories, man. Like, I, I don't. I highly doubt we'll see these characters again, like in a feature role at least. I, I feel like they'll get some cameos here and there if they're willing to do it, but I, I really don't think we're going to see them again. So it's this is essentially the end of an, the end of the Skywalker era and the end of the sequel trilogy era because because it's it's kind of over for all of them, and that, that makes me a little bit sad because I really felt like one of the things that force awakens, especially last Jedi did really well was create these new characters that could take the star Wars mythology even further. And now they're just kind of in limbo, which sucks.
1: Yeah. Um, I, well, I think they are going to bring them in, but I don't, I mean, actually the funny thing is like, John has criticized them so much. Actually, you know, the funny thing is John had like, John Boyega just said fuck racist and he said he would disappoint it. He, he said fuck racist. And he said it was not a great experience making the last movie. And on a regular level, yeah, you would say, well, that's not too bad, but Disney is Disney. So Disney may just write off his character just for that. Oh, easily. um, easily. so I think, and they like, Poe really could have been like just dashing, unless like, Don Cheadle shows up.
0: Around.
1: I mean, basically, <laughs> hey my I lost my part, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, mate, he gave my part away, mate. <laughs> they, do.
0: Oh, they, they do did. They did. Terrence Howard so dirty.
1: They did, but if I mean, I'm glad they did.
0: <laughs> my, glad. my man thinks doesn't think that one plus one equals two, so i'll leave you with that if if anybody wants to know where terrence howard said that he has his own kind of math that he he believes is true versus the math we use in everyday life so there's that it's that's a whole time ass time. thing yeah uh,
1: yeah man so i guess i mean who knows what they're going to do with mandalorian who knows? I'm gonna do with these other Star Wars properties. I I do want to visit the cartoon shit, the animated shit. I I need to. I, I tried, really need to. I tried a uh, uh, Clone Wars. I I think I only watched like a first, maybe like four episodes of that. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that it was like not good, but I just kind of had just kind of a, a problem with kind of like getting engaged with it. To be quite yeah. frank.
0: No, I completely Uh, understand.
1: But a lot of people say Rebels is supposed to be really good, Um, so who knows, man? I I may check it out.
0: Yeah, I gotta have my Star Wars fix because I was so sad by Rise of Skywalker. I was really considering if I was really into Star Wars like that. Like I really was kept questioning myself. But it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. You gotta learn how to move on. So hopefully after this, I'm gonna be able to move on. And I am not watching Rise of Skywalker. Anytime soon. <laughs> definitely. Anytime soon. Definitely. All right, man. So this has been Hyphen Nation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast. Um, Marcus Robinson's been here with me, my semi-regular co-host. And uh, as always, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. And The Mark Rob, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus, who's right over there in Texas. So if you want to check out his writing, it's the themarcrob.wordpress.com or themarkrob.wordpress.com. You can check out all his stuff over there. And he has a podcast, which I keep neglecting to mention, not on purpose, I promise. It is also from Hyphen Podcast Group. We should do this again sometime with Kat and Mark, where he talks more movies with his co-host, Kat Chinetti. And Kat mostly uh, gets off these great shots on men and for being terrible. And Mark is just along for the ride. So make sure you're checking that out. They return here at the beginning of October.
1: Yeah, man. Um, we were actually, so we're going to be back officially the next episode. Well, the first episode from our hiatus will be uh, October 1st. Uh, we're supposed to post this week. Uh, but you know, life kind of happened. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna um, record next week and post it September first. We have the entire October planned out, so it's gonna be a lot of well, not a lot of all Halloween thing. Basically, uh, we're gonna be doing some um, pretty good directors there. Uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, I know. Because, Kellen, the episode, you're going to be... We're talking uh, John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. So Big
0: yeah. Trouble in Little China. I'm ready. I am ready. Yeah. So we're going to do um, Tim Burton
1: also. Uh, we're going to do Wes Craven. And then on the last episode, which is probably will be released on Halloween, uh, Kat's going to try to make me watch some Halloween movies and see if they actually work out or not. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's going to make you watch Halloween, Tim. <laughs>
1: Uh, on post, so basically for now, I'm gonna watch Cabin in the Woods, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, because she loves that movie, and then the Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween remake that I did see, um, it was, it was fairly decent, but. uh, Oh,
0: you ain't, that ain't too bad, then. That ain't too bad. She ain't doing you too dirty. All right, y'all. Uh, so, that has been Star Wars Hot Takes. I'm Kellen Conley. That's Marcus show. Mad love Robinson. My big dog. <laughs> it's even funnier when I can see you do it. And uh, yes. yeah, man, I say all that to say this. Thanks to each and every one of y'all that listen to the show. I appreciate each and every one of y'all Marcus appreciate y'all uh, go out there and be good to one another. Wear your mask and uh, defund the police. And with all that said, thanks y'all.
1: You have been listening to Hyphen Nation. Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi regular co host Marcus Showin' Mad Love Robinson. Find Kellen at B on Twitter, the B on the gram, and hyphen universe on Zuckerberg's monster. Follow Marcus on Twitter and IG at Showin' Mad Love. Leave off the E to track him down. Email the show at B at gmail.com. As always, this has been a hyphen podcast group production. I'm Melissa of the Frightful Fret, Fright, and believe me when I say the best has not come yet. This, this, is, this, is, this is a hyphen podcast production.
0: Playing on not entertained!